TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Boys and girls, welcome to the fourth episode of Stop the Damn Podcast. If you know I said boys and girls, it's because we've learned that our demographic is actually of boys and girls. Uh, no one over the age of 12 is listening to this. Did you know that, Taylor? Um, you know, I had heard that uh, Mr. Gilworth was going to be running some analytics, some saber metrics mm-hmm. on our podcast Correct. and uh, learning a few things about it. And the results are in. That's it. That's what we got. You so what's up, y'all? Us. How you doing? Uh, yeah. I love to hear that the boys and girls are listening. Uh, looks like it's Al's. Al's gals and Gil's guys back at it again. That's a callback from an old podcast uh, that you can still listen to on this network, the Ohm Network. I feel like we don't push the Ohm Network enough. Well, is the Ohm Network pushing us? They retweet us when we have a new episode. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'll say that's more than we do for them. Uh, yeah, we don't. Uh, ooh. Did this turn on us? It sure did. All right. Well, Gil, we're sorry. We'll talk more about the Ohm Network and the wonderful podcast that you can listen uh, listen to. You but can anyway, go- besides that, welcome to the fourth episode of Stop the Damn Podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Garrett Metz. Alongside is Taylor James. What up, what up? That was the best you could do. Uh, it's all I thought of. It's all you thought of. Uh, to the podcast uh, that you have grown to love, the where we talk about the world of professional wrestling, this episode, like the others, a little bit heavy, but that is because of what happened this past Sunday, Hell in a Cell. They're doing a lot these days. They're a lot doing of a events. lot. A lot of like I have to dedicate about ten hours a week to watch WWE things. Well, and I mean, we were those are at, new things too. Yes, we were looking ahead to the schedule, and you know, we're going to have Survivor Series and an NXT special. We're you know, and trying to figure out how we're going to. Work through all. It's just so much wrestling. Yeah, we'll have to do a two parter that week. Uh, definitely, Ooh, because y'all are going to get a two parter. You should, you should be appreciative of these things. Or you know, you don't have to. We don't. It doesn't matter to us as long as you listen, subscribe. By the way, we are now on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all those cool things. So go search "Stop the Damn Podcast." Hit that. Uh, subscribe button, I guess. Not follow. This isn't Twitter, but you can also follow us on there at Stop the Damn Cast. But, uh, yeah, go like, subscribe, uh, leave reviews as long as they're positive, and give us a help on that. Uh, Constructive criticism. That's what we nope, want. none of that. Just nothing but positivity. No. My frail ego cannot handle any less. Uh, but as I did say, this was a busy uh, week. How uh, in a Cell was this past Sunday. Uh, I was pretty much right in all my predictions except what, what were we wrong on? We were wrong on one. Um, so let's, oh, 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 well, um, Sasha, we picked Sasha to win. We did pick Sasha to win, which was unfortunate. And we, we also, we, we picked the New Day to win, but, it, you know, I don't know. They kept it. I picked the New Day because I thought the New Day would keep the titles, which they did. So I'm kind of right. Yeah, we still, we still kind of became right by in sorts, but Sasha uh, back on that because I mean, it, while it was a you know pretty good pay per view, obviously the big 
topic on that is the women main eventing a pay-per-view and also the first women's match in Hell in a Cell. So two bigs right there. Uh, first time women have ever headlined a pay-per-view, singles women match, and first women telling a cell. Was real worried. They they tricked us a little bit. Yeah, I was I was confused uh, about what what were you? Con- well, I know what I was confused. About. What were you confused about? If Sasha was legitimately hurt. Oh yeah. Because I mean, yeah. she sold it so well. I mean, even to the point WWE's getting better and better at this. Like I feel like they're about to be at a point though where they can't try to fool you anymore because like back in the days like oh they're bringing the people out here to camera away that sucks so like the match is over and then like oh they get up and then it got to like oh they're actually on it they wheel them backstage oh nope they're coming back and this time they were about to announce the winner who would have been charlotte who is charlotte spoiler alert sorry uh and right when she's about to say is when sasha jumps up that was pretty cool i liked that that was neat yeah, it, it really. I mean, uh, with them, you know, the the cell coming down and you know, dun, 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 and it's coming in, <laughs> and, and Charlotte attacks her. First off, thought Sasha was gonna get crushed by the cell. That was a little frightening. She put herself in a bad spot. She did. Um, but yeah, I mean, her going through the table. <coughs> she, excuse me. You're right. She. I'm. Ooh, wait. Sorry, I just got put through the table. It was a little rough. <laughs> um, she took that hit hard. Very, very hard. And, you know, top of the back, I know her lower back's been bugging her, but, I mean, it was uh, looked pretty rough, and uh, they, they did sell it well. How long, the, yeah, how many times are they going to be able to do that? I don't know, but they got me. I I was... Hey, I was fooled. We were both, uh, I'm sure, like a lot of people, like, oh, okay, she's going to get up. All right, time to get up. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, they put a neck brace on her. Okay, ooh, the commentators sound... All right, they sound concerned. Oh, sh- okay. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is it. Like, You're going to forfeit and, the title. And, and we were so much so that I looked at, at Garrett and was like, well, this is it for the whole women's wrestling. Yeah, that would have that would have. If she was legitimately hurt, I was thinking, well, all right, well, there you go. They can't hang then. That's what people will say. People will say, yes. see, look, that's what we told Not you. Not that that is at all true, but that would have no, any critic the percep- against them headlining that's, it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what the perception would have been of, of – See, we told you you couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle the physicality. We were right, you know. And so I was. There I mean, were much, a lot of concerns happening all right there. Um, I th- I think that was match of the night, honestly. I okay for the emotion built on it. What, okay, what do you yes. think? About, what, what do you think the match? Like emotion built in the match, not okay, even just yes. the lead up to it. I think that yeah, how they started it off. Um, although like I feel like a lot of Hell in the Cells have been trying to do this, where they started off before the match actually starts. That's how Ambrose and Rollins started, right? Uh, always starts outside of the cage, kind of builds this like, you know, is it even going to happen? Is it going to get called off? Like, are they going to do some kind of crazy spot? Um, but well, and apparently there were supposed to be some crazy spots that got taken away on the fly. Yeah, according to Ric Flair, and there was a moonsault involved with something. I don't know. They beat the hell out of each I'm other. I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad they didn't do that. I was worried about that. I mean, uh, unfortunate that a couple of tables didn't break, but it was still like really brutal. Mm-hmm. Even that ending with the table, I-, I assume she was supposed to put Sasha through the through the table. Yes, not just throw her on top of it. But like, very, know, it, was, it was okay. It Sasha's a very small person, so I feel like her. You know, <laughs> you have to weaken that table up. Yeah, really have to hard. weaken that table. To get it to go. So very, very surprised at 
I mean, that's just them building Charlotte as a monster heel. I mean, you, you beat you, her in her hometown. hometown. The, even even if it wasn't her hometown. I mean, you got that's that's her crowd. Like, well, any crowd's her crowd at this and point. It, I mean, they, and it appears that that WWE has decided that this is uh, going to be their what they're going to run with the uh, and they said it before the match. Um, if you caught it, Charlotte has not lost a singles match on any pay per view she has been on since coming to the main roster. Uh, so with the mind of, is she going to, you know, how long will she have this winning streak? And obviously you you make it long enough. Whoever beats her in a singles match on a pay-per-view for the title, presumably, then that mean to make that mean something, to make that loss mean something. Probably WrestleMania. Although maybe they push it. I mean, I don't know if you can push it longer than that. I guess you could. But I don't know if I don't know if I would like that. I don't think it should go to WrestleMania. I think there should be a different Mania match. Yeah. Well, you what what do you want for that Mania match? Do you still want it to be Sasha Bailey? Yes. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't think will happen because they, they you're gonna you're gonna have Charlotte's. Which I mean, you could. No, I don't. I don't want to say Charlotte could lose the belt on another Raw because it's already happened twice. So stay away from that. I mean, the only I was saying so, so that way her her losing streak could be from someone else at WrestleMania and still have Charlotte or Sasha Bailey at WrestleMania for the title, right? Which is what I think. After the series of matches they put on, not nothing against you know Charlotte's feuds in NXT with uh, Bailey and Sasha. I just think that that Charlotte uh, could do something else. Could, could could go up against someone else, put somebody else over, and still have. Sasha and Bailey, but yeah. m- moving on, I, yeah. you know, Hell in a Cell was great pay per view. Uh, Rollins KO killed it. See, yeah. that was my favorite match. Yeah, that was my favorite match. I thought it was great. Jericho found a way in. He's always going to find a way in. Jericho found a way in. He helped his best friend Kevin Owens. He's always going to be there for his best fun, friend. Fun, fun little spot with with KO and the fire extinguisher, not knowing how to use it. Uh, taking the ref out, giving time for Jericho to get in, basically making a two-on-one handicap match, although Rollins held his own, beat Jericho down quite a bit, but in the end could not overcome the uh, uh, Jericho. And uh, appears to be, uh, uh, from, from, from that, they made it uh, seem that Jericho was going to be the one feuding with Rollins next. Jericho giving him a code breaker after the match, after a great match. Again, beat the hell out of each other inside the demonic structure. And uh, KO with the win retains. Um, and I would like to see a Jericho Rollins feud. Yeah. I think those two could put on some very great matches and uh, really build some emotion up there. I'd like that. I think that what I liked almost better than. Uh, then the Rollins KO match was the next night on Raw when Rollins and or when KO and Jericho came out and you know Mick Foley confronted them and everything. <laughs> Jericho almost made them break character when he said that he found a way in, and he said, "I found my way in with 
the key of Jericho. Lock it in, man. <laughs> like you could genuinely see Mick Foley and Kevin Owens having to look away because it was I, I want to believe that that was just something Jericho came up with on the spot because they were not ready for the hilarity of that. Yeah. Which was a great promo. Mick Foley, you know, talks about how, uh, you know, that in 10 years, no one's going to remember that match for Jericho having a key, getting in and locking the door and the cheap win, um, to which they had a good rebuttal that they're being safe, uh, smart wrestlers, that they'll be remembered because they're uh, superstars. So I thought that was a really cool interaction between those two. I think the only cool thing that happened on Raw, honestly, um, besides my, my boy Roman coming out. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Um, uh, other things that, that happened on Hell in a Cell that, that mattered. Kendrick is new is the new Cruiserweight champ. He took it from TJP. Goaded him into it. Um, they said Cesaro and Sheamus won, but they didn't get the belts. Got it via DQ. Uh, the big dog, big dog had the longest match of the night. Really? Yes, he did at 24 minutes and 35 seconds. Give him the time. Uh, beat Rusev to retain the title. That was a pretty good match. They put on a good match. Roman needs to sell better. Nothing new. Wasn't as good as Wyatt. Nothing new. Nothing new. Uh, no, no, no. Not as good as the, as that match. Um, we did say Gals and Anderson needed a win and they did get the win. Just wait until I talk about Raw, though. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, Bailey beat Dana. Thank goodness it wasn't an arm wrestling match for Bailey. Made it on that one. Um, yeah, and there's a pre-show, pre-show match with some of the cruiserweights. It was kind of fun. So overall, hell but it was sell. a good show. It was, yes. it was it was a it was it was a good show. Good matches. Uh, go watch it if you haven't if you haven't watched it. Well, I guess now you. have know what happened but still enjoy it and again if you aren't following us on the twitter at stop the damn cast we live tweeted the hell in a cell even though we had some minor uh issues with trying to watch it but from now on for live events like that we will be i mean besides we're on smackdown we figured out that we figured out the problems so we're good no more technical issues correct so raw came on the next night a little hard uh, to watch, uh, not just because of normal things, but because it was also Halloween. So those holiday episodes are normally pretty gimmick um, tainted. I'll say that word. I think tainted. So uh, yeah, well, you know, hey, it's unfortunate because uh, <laughs> I just, what just have a trick or street fight. That's what I'm about to get into. God. So. I'll I'll, sk- I'll skip the opening. We'll save that for the end because it's interesting. Um, for real, like you made that win from Gallows and Anderson pointless because the next night they lose in a shitty gimmick match that like was just a filler for the three hours that they have. So I think that was pretty stupid. I think it's I think gimmick matches like I I like gimmick matches like a ladder match, a cage match, an actual street fight. But like when you have pumpkins all around and like candy corn, kendo sticks and silly shit like that. I think it's just very over the top. I mean, you can have someone else build Enzo and cast. Cause if you think about it, raw doesn't have any strong heel tag teams. No, they're the shining stars. That's not a strong heel tag team. They just want to sell you timeshare. Exactly. I mean, you have Gal and Anderson. Uh, what did I call him last week? Allos. 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 Allos and Anderson. They, 
they've been coming out and jumping, you know, like the new day, and they came out beat up the Dudley Boys on their last night. I mean, you have them come out and you have them jumping people looking very strong. And when they debuted, that's what they did. They came in strong, street clothes, just showing up and kicking ass. And 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 now you have them getting pumpkins thrown at them and losing clean to end zone cast the night after their victory. So a little silly. I think that you could have end zone cast feud with somebody else and help them build their, or even, I mean, start having, I mean, I know what they eventually want is for Enzo to be more of a mouthpiece cast, be the wrestling star. Right. Um, so, you know, the, there's, there's other options. Yeah. Raw doesn't have a strong heel team is my point. I think it's pretty silly. Um, kind of, I know I, I, I gave my thoughts on the TJP Brian Kendrick situation last time when I was, you know, we'd had our main event booking the pay-per-view. I'm, I'm, it's kind of old TJP and Kendrick. While I like those two going against each other, I think that with the amount of cruiserweights they brought up to raw, it's kind of silly to just keep the same two. I get there's the, um, you know, history. Cha- well, and, well, the just the champions rematch. You know that that you know he gets a rematch, but uh, it's hap. Yeah, it's it's overdone, overdone and dry. Just I don't know. I there are there are some really good talents. I think Rich Swan needs to be. You know he because he 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 got that win against Kendrick. He got the win against uh, a clean win against Kendrick. I exactly. Think and if you that, don't do something with it soon, then what does that victory mean? Meant nothing. Yeah, it meant nothing. And there's a, I mean, there there are guys doing very good work. Who I th- I get it. You wanted to give the, the champion his uh, his his rematch, and, and that's fine. But let's move on. Let's let's get someone else in there. Have a number one contenders match between a couple guys. Yeah, something. Gotta move. There, there's a lot of basically. There's a lot of options, uh, and there's a lot of options for all the belts. But for some reason, right now, the main option in their eyes is the big dog coming back to the main event picture. And you know what? While Ellsworth may have two hands and a fighting chance, the big dog has two shoulders and the opportunity for the universal title. In his eyes, did you? Do you? That's, did you hear about that? That's literally what he says. I got yes. two shoulders. Yeah. Yep. You sure do. Congratulate. Oh. Oh, oh, so you can put a belt on each other. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, wow. Hey, wow, he Roman. should go for the women's belt because he can also put that one around his waist. Ooh. So he can have three belts. Well, hold on. Past the shoulders, are there arms? Correct. Tag belts. Yep. Both hands. Well, hold on. Where else are we going How much this? does Roman weigh when he takes the flak jacket off? Is he around 205? <sighs> I'm sure he could. He could probably get to 205. Hey. <laughs> Kendrick, I think we know who your number one contender is. Mr. Big Dog himself. Big Dog himself. Roman Reigns. But it, I think it. I, I don't think it's silly because I don't think that they're going to put the belt on him while he has the U.S. title. Uh, I think it would be cool to have him go up against KO if they're using this as K, a way to get KO over. Correct. But we're definitely about to see a Kevin Owens Roman Reigns program. Yeah, we are. Which can be for better or worse. I'm. I'm hoping the former um and what i'm also hoping is that uh we see uh sammy Zayn stop fucking being made a bitch by braun Strowman. this this does nothing for either of them it's not just not good it's not good well because it's it's 
gonna not make it, it, I see that they're trying to like make you know Sami Zayn such a fan favorite having Braun come in demolish him and stuff like that that's gonna make heat on Braun from the fans but I don't think it's gonna be like natural heel heat like Charlotte has it's gonna be like he fucking sucks Sami deserves it so it's just gonna get backlash I feel yeah um, the fa- he's already yeah he's he's well liked and it's not because yeah it's It's unfortunate that they're I feel using like the, this. I feel like, uh, and this goes across the board, but it's very prevalent here. They don't know what to do with these guys. Well, I feel like there's a lot of unsure, and well, we should do this. Well, I think we should do this. Well, what about this? And it's like, well, okay, we'll we'll try this one. We'll see what people how people act, and then we'll go with something else. You know, well, it's, here's another thing though is that like it kind of goes back to my point with Gals and Anderson that Raw doesn't have a clean cut heel tag team that's strong. This, uh, if you think about it, yeah, Rollins is a babyface that people like. Roman, they want to be babyface. No one likes. You don't have that many because like, Rollins is also a kind of odd. Because uh, he's kind of like that anti, you know, he's not necessarily a good dude or a bad dude. He's the dude. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't say that. But he's not a clear cut babyface like Sami Zayn is. So you don't really have that many guys. I mean, and right now you have Cesaro, who was very over, but you have him in a tag team with Sheamus, who is there. Yes. People so, people like to make fun of Sheamus. People they they enjoy doing that. Correct. That's so it's I'm, fun. It's not because they actually don't like him. It's just fun to make fun of him. Yeah, and he embraces it, and he does a good job at selling it. So I mean, Owens is supposed to I be a <laughs> be a bad guy, but everyone likes him. Yeah, I mean, so putting Sammy in the situation like he's someone that you could be using as like the top mid card guy. Put him up against Rusev. Oh yeah. Even if you oh, don't have him on, take the title, they, I mean, they put on a great match. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Rusev being so dominant, you know, or well, I guess I guess he can't get the U.S. title because fucking Big Dog has it. I forget he's going to get every belt. But still, uh, Rusev is a solid mid-card heel. Right. Uh, he can go out there. He can work the crowds. So can Sammy. So I think that there's definitely many options for you to do with Sami Zayn right now other than put the him one, against... the, Other than the one that, that you're doing. Yes, exactly. So pretty silly. Um Speaking of silly, I like that uh, New Day was in the three um, characters of Charles Wright, who, if you guys don't know at home, Charles Wright is Papa Shango, uh, Mustafa, uh, Godfather. That was wonderful. It was hilarious. God, that was awesome. Amazing. So smart. What a good, yes. Very, very, very solid. I don't know if it was their idea or if it was someone backstage that did that. Whoever I wanna, I wanna it was. Give, I want to give credit to them because they're pretty hilarious. I feel like I feel like New Day thought of that. So New Day killed it on that one. Uh, Charlotte also killed it coming out to the ring on her fucking throne that is carried by men. Uh, I feel like her WrestleMania entrance this year is going to be nuts because of how over the top just the entrance was the past couple I mean, times. hey, not as cool as Rusev on a tank, though. Nothing will ever be better than Rusev at WrestleMania 32 on a tank. I went to WrestleMania 32, actually. 31 is where he came out on the tank. I went to WrestleMania 32 with the... We went to WrestleMania 32. I'm saying that my expectations and why I went was to see Rusev in another fucking tank. He always needs to come out in a tank. Well, he didn't this time. I know he didn't. Was he even on the card? Wait, did Rusev wrestle? 
Was he just in the Battle Royal? No, wait, no, no. He, wait. He wasn't. Keep talking. I'll look it up. We'll look it up. Anyway, uh, moving forward, uh, Charlotte comes out. Great promo. Uh, got Nia to just fucking squash Bailey, which is stupid because if you look back at Bailey, there's no sense in it. Um, Why are you going to put two people on a team together and then have them fight each other? Oh, yeah. That's- What's the point of that? Beside that, yeah, I mean, and also, like, why would you want to purposely injure someone on your team so they won't be 100%? Makes no sense. But also, if you go back and remember Bailey versus Nia at, I think, NXT London, it was Bailey went over pretty strong. She, like, choked out Nia. Found a way around how to beat the beast Nia Jax. Yeah, and then you have her in a match on Raw. It lasts about eight minutes, if that, and Nia goes over claim. By the way, update: Rusev did wrestle at WrestleMania. What was it? If you recall, it was the New Day. Oh yeah, uh, versus League of the League of Nations. I forgot League of Nations existed. Sheamus Del Rio and Rusev with to- King Barrett when they beat the New Day in a ten-minute match and then got took. Stone Cold Sean and Mick. It's unfortunate. Oh, uh, I, now I see. That's why we don't remember because we put it out of our we put it out of our memory because we didn't want to remember most of what happened at WrestleMania 32. Also, no tank was involved. No tank. You know what tank was on Raw though? Mm-hmm. So although this opened the show, I did want to end Raw's uh, review on that note. Uh, because it is going to be the big thing going into Survivor Series, 100%. Is it the main headlining. event? I will say it's headlining. Has to main event. There's no way. Has it to. So Goldberg comes out, uh, looks kind of, and he and he's said something about this on Twitter. He kind of felt silly about going for that knee with Rusev when Rusev came out. Uh, kind of fell down onto the mat. Still did a solid jackhammer. Uh, his spear has always been one of the ugliest spears. I I, I love that people associate spears with him. But he's just never really done a good one. Let's compare kind of Goldberg's with edges. Or the big dog himself. I mean, Roman does do a better spear. He does. He definitely does a better spear. Anyone does. Uh, Charlotte does a better spear. So that Let's, was pretty cool. Um, update. Paul Heyman is out of the hospital. Paul Heyman has been released from the local medical facility. Uh, he will, in fact, be hopefully at Raw. Um with Brock to release release hell onto uh, our friend the big dog. I had a, I had hurt the big dog. You can't hurt the big dog. You can't. There's no way to hurt the big dog. The big dog is the big dog for. Did a hear a thing? Uh, I did hear something where it was, uh, uh, and I don't know which match it was, but a match with Roman and Brock, maybe WrestleMania. I, I assume that's, but uh, that Roman had felt it like a month after the match. It's like, if a guy in that kind of shape can be hurting that bad from a match with him, like I'm kind of worried about Goldberg. Yeah. He's too fucking old to be doing this. Like I know Brock's not going to hold back on him either. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, 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 for a while I was thinking that Goldberg is the one to come back and get Brock just because of his record of, Wins to losses, even like wins or losses clean. Like anyone to beat him clean. I think Triple H is one of the only people 
I think Triple H is the only person to ever beat him clean. So interested to see where that goes. But I think that we know who the real person is that will end up going over Brock Lesnar clean. There's only one option. And I think it's a man that we both know that has two hands. A man that you may know him by the name of James. I call him Mr. Ellsworth. Mr. Ellsworth, the melted action figure. Uh, obviously, moving on to SmackDown, as there's a lot more to talk about, Like, and a lot of cooler things happen. Uh, to get, It starts off with Ellsworth you know, apologizing Dean. Uh, super sorry, cost him it. Uh, he wants to make it up, wants to come down to ringside, wants to help him out tonight. Dean does not want it to happen, wants to get him banned from the arena. He was very nice to him. So, you know, he, he tried. So that kind of moved forward. Uh, spoiler alert, Ellsworth did come out. Um, but show opens up match-wise with uh, the ever-so-interesting feud, Randy Orton and Kane. Randy Wyatt? Randy Wyatt. Randy Wyatt. Uh, matches, whatever. Um, Another no-DQ match with Kane. Yeah. And then you think it's about to go Kane's way, and then out of nowhere, you see uh, Wyatt's come out. What are they? What are they doing there? Uh, They're there to help their brother, their, their new, new brother, brother Kane, or not Kane, definitely not Kane, uh, Randall. <laughs> so uh, you can imagine what happens from there. RKO to Kane wins, gives him the brace, Sister Abigail. Blah, blah, well, blah. Randy fed Kane. Yeah. Bray. Yeah. Fed Push him. him over. Yeah. Very weird. Then he stood up and did the Orton pose as Wyatt was on his knees and did the Wyatt pose. I'm, I'm very. This is just weird. I don't it's... fucking. You, you, I want to. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. I was going to say, I'm excited because I want to see how this ends. But it's probably just going to disappoint me. I'm worried that it's going to disappoint me. I'm just interested how it's going to end more so than anything else. Like where they're going to go with this. Because if it goes to Randy Orton turning on Bray and not being in the family, that just goes back to a Randy Orton way, Bray Wyatt feud. Well, it just goes back to what we had said about Bray before, just about being nothing anymore. Not used correctly at all or used at all in general. Um, So I had a, do you have a favorite match from SmackDown by the way? I have a favorite match from SmackDown. What is it? I think like I know you're going to say. The Kurt Hawkins. See, okay, this is Finally. what I want to talk about. It was so stupid. Like, so, like, I'll talk about it in a minute about how the things leading up to that match. Um, but what? Why the fuck would you? I don't know. Why would you bring back Kurt Hawkins for that? I ha- I have disdain towards Kurt Hawkins because of something that happened while, oh he was, as, my God. while he was Brian fucking Myers at WrestleMania. Kurt Hawkins didn't do that to you. Brian Myers did that to you. It doesn't. No, it, no, it, he, it's still the same person. WrestleMania weekend at WrestleCon. I bought this shitty pixelated fucking 11 by whatever Eight. from him. And I was so stoked on it. He signed it and everything. And it was like, Way too much money for it. It was 15 bucks for this fucking shitty pixelated picture he just printed out at a Kinko's. And I give him a 20. Then he goes to give me a change. I'm like, nah, man, you can keep it. What does he do? Uh, laughs at me and says, I don't need that. 
and then hand me the five. And I was like, cool, dude. I was just trying to be fucking nice to you. <sighs> Sorry, got off, t- got off topic. I feel some type well, of Well, then you me. should be pretty damn happy that but our I boy like Dolph Brian Ziggler Myers his- as a wrestler. Decide. Dis- do you want to like him? Either you... You love him or you hate him, Mackle, but the, I can't deny it. you feel some way about him. Listen to that crowd. That's a passionate crowd. I was wondering how they were going to go. I was wondering if they were going to uh, make this another one where he, like, something happens and he just decides to not make it his debut. Um, so there's one positive thing that comes from this. He can say that his debut on SmackDown was for a title. That's cool, right? I want to look up that. I want to. I want to get that. That statistic. First match on a SmackDown for a title. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that's. Did often. you Did you like Dolph's open challenge? So I, what I like about this is I like I liked that Brian was on Ms. TV. I liked the really funny comment he made when they started it. He goes, "If you want me to be," he goes, "If we want to be passive aggressive, I could just cancel this show." Would you want that? And the crowd starts chanting yes because the Miz was obviously being passive aggressive towards Daniel Bryan about uh, how he was acting, uh, how he wasn't acting towards Daniel. So uh, that was interesting. I like where this is going because I like that. Like this does so many things. This like little feud, which isn't even like the main thing going on which is cool because it makes the belt feel relevant. But it's also cool because it is, like I said, numerous things. It builds natural heat on the Miz because he's being, you know, uh, lack of better terms, a pussy. Uh, You have him being ultra rude to Daniel Bryan, which you don't do. That's a a no-no. I'm sorry. Don't do that. You're going to make some people mad. Mad. So it's, it's, it's cool to see that. It also makes... Dolph Ziggler relevant again. He hasn't been in a while, I feel. I feel like this has been something that like, naturally builds him back up because for a while he was a joke. Yeah, been been there but hasn't mattered. Exactly. He's just been kind of like for filler matches with Baron Corbin and, and whatnot. He is what Jack Swagger is right now. Or he was what Jack Swagger is yes. now. So it's cool to see that. Uh, I like this open challenge. I like this, like, you know, the old Dolph is back, the cockiness. Um so it's not just, you know, I'm going to give it my all, Dolph. It's, it's, it's you know, the, the well, original and, Dolph. And it does something that I was hoping to see with the brand split of guys on opposite shows wanting to challenge each other. You know, that there's only going to be a few, there's only going to be a few events of the year where we're both on the show. I think I can beat you. All right. Any, you know. Anybody on Raw, you want this belt? Come get it. I love I, that. I, I do I like that. I love that. I think we we have talked about it before about how the the John Cena U.S. title open challenge, we loved that. Or I loved, oh, it was one of I the mean, best you know, parts and, about watching Raw and, and back I, when it was. There's like, just you know. there's something about an open challenge uh, that that builds well, it's builds drama, builds characters. Yeah, and it's – so I – I am a big fan of it. I am very curious to see. Who do you think is going to come out from Raw? Who doesn't have anything lined up for? Mm. Well, Sammy's not going to be on the on the Raw team, right? Because he didn't win the Battle Royal. Is Rusev going to be on the team? I don't know. Ooh. 
So we'll see. It'll be it'll be definitely interesting. I, I really like this whole thing with between Big Dog. God. He's got room for one more across like his like torso, maybe. Oh, fuck off. So definitely cool to see Ms. Dolph and uh Ziggy all together in this kind of thing, even though Daniel Bryan and also I like that this is also the last thing I do like about the Ms. Dolph uh Brian thing is that like it kind of still poses that question could there be one more match with Daniel Bryan up against the Miz? I only say that because of how they've been slowly kind of just like every couple of weeks building it back up, but also it goes back. To, I mean, Daniel Bryan can't wrestle like he used to, obviously. He couldn't do that because he would hurt himself and almost could potentially cause himself to have another concussion die. So, but the whole thing is, is that Miz is a safe wrestler. Is the whole argument is that he's uh, weak? So, I'm not saying that this would ever happen. I think that's I think that's just fantasy booking there. Sure. But the idea that they're building on that. Well, the fact that the hottest feud of 2016 is between two guys who haven't even laid hands on each other, it's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. So, so, so good job, uh, good job, writers. Definitely good job on them. Uh, good attempt. Good attempt on uh, Headbangers. They tried. They tried to beat the Usos, but you can't beat the Usos, my friend. They're a very good tactic. They work well together, Maggle. They're, 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 it's almost like they're brothers. Maggle, there ain't much you can do besides watch them be brothers and win matches. Was that Jimmy or Jay, Maggle? I bet you don't know. So, uh, cool to see Headbangers come back on, but we kind of knew where that was going. Uh, also, something I did, did not see where it was going to go was AJ versus Dean and Dean going over because I didn't realize. So, for a minute, I got real hyped because I was like, holy shit, Dean just won the title on SmackDown because I thought it was for the championship again. Um, it wasn't. No, it, it it was not. It was not for the title. It was I found that out. Set up the main event at the upcoming TLC event mm-hmm. for SmackDown, which will be in December yes. after Survivor Series. Correct. So, uh, cool for Dean. Proud of him. Proud of his accomplishments. I loved uh, the shot of, uh, as, as Garrett mentioned, Ellsworth did come down to the ring, caused a bit of distraction for the phenomenal one. Uh, which led to the win for Dean. That shot of security just kind of dragging his body and him looking up, just like, hey, uh, where did I? What may happen? You want. Sh- I hurt. Yeah, Ellsworth even kind of looks like Dean's shitty little brother. Oh my God, he does. Like, it's like all the chin went to Dean. But that's, like, that's the only thing Dean really has on Ellsworth at this point. You are exactly right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And he treats him like a shitty little brother. He... Oh, my... Do you think that's how Ellsworth is, has I gotten should, this deal? I should be a writer. Man. Is there anything else from SmackDown you would like to... Mm. As we have talked about how SmackDown is the superior show, I just... I've It is so funny to me that now Raw has Raw talk. Oh, definitely. After their show. Wonder they also tried to have their own Daniel Bryan Miz real moment thing between Booker T and Kendrick. They did. Yeah. Yeah. So literally just trying to do anything they can at this point. Uh they are WCW Nitro. Raw is. 
It definitely is. Yes, correct. Goldberg's at uh, Goldberg's back. <laughs> yeah, Jericho has a list. Cruiserweights. There's a lot of things going on. Some tomfoolery. Um, also, you, I just I just remembered this. I was reading a theory about Chris Jericho and Triple H and Kevin Owens. So it's a theory that the reason you haven't seen Triple H since he gave the title to Kevin is because he has Chris working for him. And the list is actually a list of things that uh, Jericho is keeping up with of is Kevin a good champion and that he received the key of Jericho from Triple H himself. Yeah. Do you really yeah. fucking believe that? No, I just I was I was got I got really bored and uh, uh got on Reddit uh, on the Squared Circle page and uh it, it, there's always fun stuff dumb stuff like that and uh yeah. I don't know. I enjoy it. It's fun reading other people's dumb thoughts. Yeah. Well, I like it. I hate it. I hope that's not the case. I hope that Reddit person's You just kind of thought it may have been a thing. <laughs> yeah. No. Look at that. I did. I did. It's getting to you, man. Uh, moving forward, uh, I caught NXT this morning, which this is a Thursday uh, when we're recording this. That's what I mean by that. So, show, interesting. Showed all of the uh, quarterfinal matches in one episode. There was four. Technically, only three matches actually happened. Uh, obviously, the Revival forfeiting the match well, to DIY. Hey, he had a broken leg, mm-hmm. kneecap. ACL. Torn. Fibula. Broken. Toes. Ripped apart. Mm-hmm. Foot. Totally smashed. Kneecap. I think it was missing completely. Yeah, completely off of them. They still were able to clink it. Uh, still the tag chance. So that's what really matters. DIY moving forward. Uh, Austin Aries with his broken eye socket. He did have successful surgery, so no worries. The greatest man that ever lived is going to be okay. He will. He will. But he, he looks really fucked up. Yeah, God. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, poor dude. Um, so he comes out, obviously, uh, can't wrestle. Uh, TM61 comes out, which I like that they got in their promo last week. They got to say the Mighty Don't Kneel. And so uh, their original name was TMDK, the Mighty Don't Kneel, which is such a tough name. Very tough name. Really cool, and uh, 61 is it's the uh, country call code for Australia, and that's what they went with. Which is cool. Uh, it's not as cool as TMDK, though. So. Exactly. Um, so, got to see, um, who was it? I think it was uh, Shane Thorne from them. Went up against Roddy, singles match, whoever wins goes forward. We saw Roddy take the fall in a uh, roll-up, small package roll-up. Uh, a little bummed because I'd like to see Roddy and Aries move forward, but we don't know how long. Oh, wait, uh, Aries is going to be out until, uh, they said February or March of next year. Really? He has a broken orbital bone. God. Yeah, well, he's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can tell it's not, yeah, it's not, so not he, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, there was really no... They didn't really have it's, a choice other than to put them over. It's still cool. We can see what I thought would have been cool is just, well, I guess they could have gone to the semifinals with Roddy. Well, wouldn't have made much sense. Never mind. I was going to say, if this was still early on, it was still the qualifying rounds, and they went you know, two or three rounds with Roddy winning, 
in singles matches or handicap matches, that would have been pretty cool. Good way to put Roddy over. Maybe get like strong. if it was yeah singles match to get in, and then the first match yeah have him win in a two on one, and then get beat or forfeit or something. That would have been interesting, but sadly didn't get that. Did not get that. Didn't get the revival versus DIY rematch, which we all wanted. Uh, did get Authors of Pain going over Swan and no way Jose. Uh, I don't want to see the first part. Which, I mean, who didn't see this coming? Obviously, uh, you're not going to have Swan and No Way go over. There's no way it's going to happen. <laughs> no. No. That was good. That was so, something. That was, that was, that was, a f- it was still a fun match. Um, I just love seeing Rich Although Swan. the most shocking. Most shocking, uh, the, the final of the quarter round matches. Sanity over Perkins and Coda. And not only just a win over them, but the Golden Star himself, Kota Ibushi, taking the pin. Taking the pin. Very impressive that he, you know. I mean, he's not a signed wrestler. I get it. You know, he's getting paid to come over here and do a job. So, but still, with well, the it, level of star he is. Right. It shows well, shows the level and how much they believe in sanity. How much, I mean, that, you are, you are putting quite a bit into them if you're going to have them pin someone like Ibushi. Would have been easy for them to, to, to pin Perkins. I mean, you know, the title's off of them now, so it's not like you're you're pinning one of, you know, it's not them pinning one of the champs. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. So uh, on to the, uh, to the semis, it's going to be uh, Sanity versus, it, wor- it, it works out as Sanity versus TM61. And then. Is it? Is that how it would go? I mean, we know what the finals are. Let's be real. We're not going to say it because that would be a dick move. We do know what the finals are. The finals have already been set and taped. Well, the finals haven't been taped. Well, well I'm saying the, the match is to get yes, to the correct. finals. So, so if you want to know, you can go look it up. We're not going to tell you, though. Yes. So. Um, it's the big dog. He found a way in. Yes. God, Taylor. <laughs> it's actually Roman versus Roman in an arm wrestling match. Main event, NXT TakeOver, and main event for Survivor Series. It's the rematch of Survivor Series. Once in a lifetime. Two nights in a row. No, 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 no. That's how it goes. Uh, but also how it goes, I've been stumping you on these, so I got a brain buster for you. I've been doing better on brain busters than WCW bullshit. I don't have a WCW one this week. Thank God, I need yeah. I need a break. Try, yeah, trying to you know let you refresh. Um, so, do you recall the night where CM Punk beat John Cena for the championship and walked out of the company? Yeah, which was a callback to uh, uh, his Ring of Honor days. It was a storyline very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, what year and what pay per view was it at? The pay-per-view was Money in the Bank. Money, 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 money. It was in Chicago. It was in Chicago. Punk's hometown. And the year was... Oh, man. Okay. 2011? Yep. You got it. Is there a bonus point there because I knew it was in Chicago? No. There's, you didn't have to do that. Okay. There's, you just kind of wasted time doing it, honestly. Oh, well, okay. So. Well, why don't you waste my time? 
by not answering this question correctly. Okay. Oh, I get one too? Well, I think that's only fair. Okay, let's go. Do it. Calm down. All right, so Survivor Series is upon us. Shit, I already am losing this. Survivor Series is my least favorite (laughs) pay-per-view. Can you tell me what wrestler of the many wrestlers has the most wins at Survivor Series? Are we talking in singles or just matches in general? Matches in general. Wins, not just matches. Who has the most matches? Win. Yeah, wins. Actual wins. Put one in the W column. I'm going to play it safe. Ooh, this is tough. What are you thinking? Who are you thinking? I feel like you got some options. I want to play it safe and say Cena. That, my friend, is a very wrong answer. Yeah. Hey, this is the first one I've lost, okay? And you asked me about my least favorite pay-per-view. I'm going to name two others. Okay, sure. Shawn Michaels? No, Shawn Michaels actually has the most losses at Survivor Series with 10. Uh, He didn't lose 97. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess he technically didn't win it either. But uh, Taker? Taker. Taker was my first thought, but I was like, surely. 17. Yeah. I was like, like, surely he is not the answer because he would be the most technically quote-unquote active wrestler like he would be the most consistent in most survivor series so that's interesting for sure yeah so uh yeah finally got you on one you did uh, it was about time oh man come on that's just speaking about time it's about time for our main event oh my god but before that do you know where survivor series is at this year where they're back in canada yeah toronto oh boy yeah just weird things happen at canadian survivor series that's all i'm saying uh before we get to the main event I feel like there's a New Japan thing coming up. Uh, there is a New Japan thing coming up. What's uh, coming up? It's power struggle. Power struggle. Yeah, we are on the road to power struggle right now. On the uh, road to Wrestle Kingdom, my friend. We are. We are on. So it's like a a big road for Wrestle Kingdom, but to get to that big road, you got to take this other little small road, and that's the road to power struggle. Uh, it's happening Saturday, November fifth, which this is being released on a, on Saturday. Correct. I will, I'm hoping this is. It's up to producer Gil Worth. Gil, don't make me a liar. Today, Saturday, November fifth, uh, going to be happening on. Uh, you can get uh, New Japan World, nice little site that they have. Uh, a big match: Naito versus Elgin for the Intercontinental Title. Also, the finals of the Super Junior Tag Tournament. Uh, everybody having tag tournaments right now, all over the world. Um, lead up to it has has been just a lot of tag matches with various teams and such. Uh, not too much exciting going on. Of course, the IWGP heavyweight title not being defended uh, at this event. It is uh, no no title defenses until Wrestle Kingdom when it will be Okada versus Kenny Omega. Uh, so uh, not anything there. Uh, also, Bushi and Kushida keeping their wonderful feud alive going for the uh, IWGP junior heavyweight title. So that's happening uh, this Saturday. Going to be a fun event. Uh, it's the last, uh, yeah, this one, and then uh, an event with uh, Rev Pro uh, promotion in the UK before we get to Wrestle Kingdom. So that's New Japan. They're doing things. Go watch it. It's good. 
on the road to Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom, 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 kingdom. With an epic outro like that, we need an epic intro to this main event. Vent, 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 vent. That was actually really bad. Let's do the same thing. Oh, do the do the Hell in a Cell noise. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to announce your main event for the evening. It's a topic. It's 205 Live, y'all. I hope it's kind of a silly name. Main event for the night, we're going to be discussing uh, the role of the Cruiserweights in general in WWE right now and their new show, which just got announced today, uh, which, as I said before, when we're doing this, it is Thursday. Uh, they get announced today that they will be getting their own show that comes on after SmackDown on Tuesday at uh, 10 p.m., 9 Central. Yes. And Talking Smack will come on after that. Uh, the show is called 205 Live. I could not figure out why in the world they were calling it that, and then I realized that that is the weight limit. Oh. I mean, I knew right. Okay. I mean, it's not that I didn't know, like, soon after, but I read it, and I was like, why the fuck is it called to? Oh, okay. That's yeah. how much they weigh, or the limit, I guess. Yep. So, interesting that they're getting their own show. It's kind of up in the air to me if that's a good or bad thing for them, though. So bad in in that are people not responding well to the cruiserweights on Raw, so they feel that the the group of people that do want to see some cruiserweights, well, okay, fine, we'll we'll just give them their own show then, uh, and we'll just have you know. We'll, and then my question, my first question was, well, are the cruiserweights still going to wrestle on Raw, or is it they're moving away? But apparently, they are still going to have matches on Raw, but they will just have a specific one-hour show for them as well. There is a lot of talent in that division, and with as much, with as many other things that are happening on Raw, they it's, I guess, difficult to give them that time, so it's nice to see that they're going to have that time, I think. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good thing. I mean, but it's it- good for me because I want to watch it. Yeah, I saw some people complaining, like you know, like oh, I don't, I don't have enough time in the week to well, like. Why are you complaining that there's good wrestling on? I mean, it's 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 another show. You yes. don't have to watch it right away. I mean, the obviously, the beautiful thing is, yeah, it's not like a Raw or SmackDown where it's. I mean, I don't actually, I don't know. I mean, there could be, um, it it could be like a storyline based show. I mean, it could, or it could be like how the Cruiserweight Classic was. Not really like any. I mean, there was story and history behind the matches. But there wasn't storylines. It was just straight wrestling, which it has the potential to be that. But it also has the potential to be a show like NXT where it's an hour long. They have storylines involved in it, which I think would make it pretty interesting. But it's not It's not like – I don't know. Well, it's also – I mean it's not live. You can watch – I'm assuming it will just be on the network. No, so – yeah. So to it, watch, right? It'll be taped at SmackDown. Okay. So it'll be taped – I'm assuming either pre or they may do it live after the show goes off air. I'm assuming they'll do it before because they're probably going to do it with main event for this. So I feel like they'll tape it, release it after SmackDown, you know, record it before SmackDown, release it after. Um, so, I mean, it'll be happening that night. So, I mean, you know, there'll be spoilers, you know, that you can read uh, like two hours before it comes on. But 
my main question is, is this, is this going to hurt them on Raw? Because I feel like they had a lot of potential on Raw. There was, for a minute, there was sometimes two Cruiserweight matches. There was a week or two where there's only one. Uh, kind of unfortunate that, you know, it's kind of fallen to where it's just, like I said before, this just TJP, Brian Kendrick thing going on. But I, I feel like that's all really going to start falling because, I mean, if they have their own show, they're going to be like, oh, well, we can just build this story on the other show if they do the whole, you know, st- mm-hmm. storyline based around that. Uh, so it, it, it could hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that that doesn't take away their actual TV time on Raw. Uh, well, I feel like what they're going to do is the championship will will be on on Raw and defended, and that'll and that'll be the storyline for the cruiserweights on Raw, and then everything else gets pushed to the show, to the 205. Well, what I wouldn't mind is that the 205 could be a NXT to the cruiserweights on, on Raw. You get what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. could be... It could that's, be... That's what, the ideal setup, I think. Like, I don't think they should have their own championship down there, but I think that they should have... No, 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 no. But this should be building the stars on 205 to come up to Raw and challenge. Maybe you could do tournaments in there to see who's the number one contender. Maybe you could do some evolved-type thing where it's based on wins and losses point system. What about... A, and I, I don't know how I feel about it. A cruiserweight tag title. Yeah, but at that point, you would question why there's the one title on the show. I mean, I guess you could still technically have the Cruiserweight Champion on there. Um, But we saw how well uh, the Cruiserweight Tag Champions on Nitro did. I think there was two champions ever. Lasted a month. And then Nitro got by. It wasn't the fault of those. <laughs> but Oh, man, yeah, because we were watching... What was that, like WCW Greed or something? Or Sin. Whatever one was the last and, one. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was like four guys. Like, who the hell are, like, what's happening right now? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, maybe, okay, uh, scratch that idea. Don't, don't do that idea. Don't do that idea. <laughs> I mean, I think they could, it could be executed a lot better. So, uh, interested to see where it goes. I'm, I'm loving the cruiserweights. Um, not everybody is. Uh, we recently read an article on Cage Side. Great website. If you don't look at it, definitely go check it out. Cage Side is one of my go tos for for things. Cage Side seats. Uh, it's a SB, for SB rumors, reviews, uh, just discussions in general. So, uh, had an interesting article about how the cruiserweights are are failing, and that's what made me interested in it. Clicked on it, read it. Uh, basically, his point was that they. The cruiserweights back in the day in WCW were attractions because they were doing crazy cool things in the ring, doing these high moves, these cool technical moves. And his point was is that now throughout the rest of the show, you have these guys that are bigger dudes. Uh, AJ Styles is not a huge guy, but he's still doing cruiserweight type moves. I mean, you have Kevin Owens who does you know a senton out of the ring, you know, over the top rope. Uh, Finn Balor, you know, does some pretty cool dives, some pretty, you know, tech moves. Tope Suicida! That was good. Uh, so his point being is that it's not flashy anymore. So I think one of the, who, who, who was the wrestler he he, referenced? Well, it wasn't a, it wasn't even a wrestler. And that was, so he said that Gronk. Oh, okay. Rob Gronkowski, greatest tight end to ever play, ever. 
Go Pats. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway. So he, he could come out at WrestleMania, do a 450, and then why in the hell would he want to care about what Tony ne- that Tony Nese did one or Even that any cruiserweight did one early in the show? Then why, then why the fuck should I care about it if he's going to go out there and the people are going to go crazy? What does it matter then? Was exactly. his point. So it's it, it could be the same thing with you know uh, any of the cruiserweights doing a frog splash, but then Kevin Owens does one later on in the night. And while I think Kevin Owens is a beautiful frog splash, uh, it makes what even though the cruiserweights could also probably bust out some cooler moves, doesn't necessarily mean that people are gonna you know, like be like, oh, okay, Kevin Owens did that, the cruiserweights did that too. But I mean, Kevin Owens is the champion, so I haven't had that thought. I haven't either. I see his it. point, and I think it was an interesting point. That's why I enjoyed the article, but I don't agree with it. I don't think they're failing because of that. I think they're failing because there's no. I mean, they're. I guess they are trying to push it because I mean they're doing you know this pretty in depth storyline between Kendrick and TJP. But right. I I think that there could be things that could make it better. But I don't think it's failing because of the spots. I don't think that main event superstars should have to sacrifice the quality of their match in their eyes just because one guy thinks that, you know, well, that it's well, hurting the cruiserweights. Well, and it's still a different – it looks different. I mean, they can both do the same move, but it's just – it's different. It's it's a big guy doing it or a little like, – it's just – and the cruiserweights are doing – still doing more of those type of moves – in a mat, they're not doing pop-up power bombs, and they're not doing chokes. I mean, it's not like I mean, they're big. You know, those the bigger guys are doing moves that the cruiserweights don't do. Exactly. So, so, so if so if a if a cruiserweight, all right. So Kota Ibushi, he's a cruiserweight. He does a sit-out last ride power bomb. That's one of his finishers. Oh well, I mean, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, cool, uh, you know, and then uh, you know, Kevin Owens' pop up bomb was like, oh, cool, and Kota Ibushi did that like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> You're not gonna say that, like, you can't, you know, it, that, yeah. that just that feels weird to say. That doesn't feel right to say. So, not necessarily sure if I agree with it, but it is an interesting point nonetheless. So, uh, any other thoughts on your part? I want, I really want this cruiserweight division to succeed. Because I feel like what they did with the Cruiserweight Classic of bringing in guys not signed. Guys like guys like Kota Ibushi um, and, then, and then Zack Sabre Jr. And then getting some of those guys and signing Makira Tozawa, Jack Gallagher and such. I think that, show, that, that opens that door to where I believe, and we've talked about it before, you know, other independent wrestlers coming in and being a part of WWE. It very easily opened that door and shows that you know that these independent guys they they do belong. We can we'll, we'll work you in. All right, we're gonna do it with cruiserweights. All right, we're we're gonna get good at that. I want to see it do well. I feel like them getting their own hour. I feel like it is going to be a good thing. I'm gonna put my faith in it and and say that they're gonna do it right. Hopefully, it you know Triple H still has a hand in this. He did very well with the classic, and I I feel like maybe you know, hell maybe that was his idea. I you know maybe this show is his. I don't know, but I want this to succeed. I want to. I will watch. I will enjoy it. That's my thoughts on that. 
I agree. I'm going to enjoy it regardless. So, and I hope that everyone out there enjoys it regardless. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Stop the Damn Podcast regardless. If you did I was, I was expecting Taylor to be something really witty right after I got done doing that. You kind of failed me. Oh, sorry. I was thinking about that exciting thing that happened in Ring of Honor that they haven't shown on TV yet that I can't wait to talk about. We'll talk about that next week. Hopefully that will debut on TV. Uh, they just taped it. So That being said, uh, like I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you come back for more, and I hope you – Come back for more. The official song of NXT TakeOver. One of the official songs. We're not even going to mention the other ones. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Stop the Damn Podcast. At this point in time, you are allowed to stop the damn podcast. The OAMnetwork.com. Power to the podcast. I love it, Maggle. That was a good one.